This is Movies, a podcast about the act of cinema, and we're going to be talking about an animated feature today that a lot of people don't even really know about. They forgot it ever happened, and they didn't show up to the theater to go see it. Often gets confused with an animated series of the exact same name. But with me today, tonight, is Hans. Hans, how are you doing? Hey. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about this movie that a lot of people forgot because it stinks. Hey, Hans, <laughs> you know, you got a blue light. Does that make you a Jedi? I got yeah. a red light. Maybe yeah. I'm a Sith. And mm. that's pink. That's a gay Sith. No. Jerry just said something and what are you talking away. About? Well, no, me. Jerry's not even here. What All are you right. talking about? This is a show between you and I. We don't have special guest Jerry Here's Jensen you. back with us for a third go around of Star Wars. How are you doing tonight, Jerry? I'm doing all right. I also brought my my red light because, as you guys know, as a Star Wars fan, I I am also a fan of the color red. Wow! I don't have a bit. I don't have a bit. Okay. I don't have a bit. Jerry, if you if you had a lightsaber, what color would it be? Purple. You know, in in Attack of the Clones, Samuel L. Jackson was, was given kidding, a lightsaber. Jerry, you gonna give me was, a real? <laughs> he was given a lightsaber, and then he goes, "No." I don't want it unless it's purple. And they were like, oh, well, it's Sam Jackson. So, of course, we'll give it to him because it's purple. And I think what actually happened, that's what they say happened. I think he was like, no, I want a purple lightsaber or I'm not doing this movie. And they were like, oh, fuck, dude, you can have it. I swear to God, dude, you can have it. I don't care. And then he was like, I want to fight with it. Okay, yes. What is the significance of the purple? Nothing. It's different. that is it. That is literally it. And because I, again, didn't watch this movie. I watched the documentary for it. In both of them, when he describes his lightsaber, he talks about how he just wanted to have an original lightsaber. And that there's an ethos behind the concept that he breaks, right? They had this whole idea behind lightsabers and how they're supposed to work. He breaks that continuity because he wants it. And I don't think he was going to do it unless I just gave him his way. Are you surprised at all? I mean, maybe with... 2022 goggles where Samuel Jackson's done like 18 Marvel movies that of, you know, the entire cast from Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. This did come out after the prequel uh, trilogy had ended, but it takes place uh, canonically between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith that they only got, I think, Samuel Jackson and Christopher Lee, maybe the two most high profile actors on the, aside from maybe Ewan McGregor at the time. to return for their roles for this animated feature. I know the secret. I know I know the secret. Um, so the movie doesn't exist. The movie is four episodes smashed together, right? Mm. Yes. In those episodes, they have two different voice actors for Mace Windu and Count Dooku. When they get to I'm going to make it a film, they pay Samuel Jackson and Christopher Lee to do the voices. But it is so much money to get them to do the voices, they can't reprise the roles for the rest of the show, and they end up renegotiating with the original voice actors who get more money out of it. So because they wanted to do that, they had to null those other guys' uh, contracts, pay them out, and then bring them back. Wow. Uh, You know, that's kind of clever. That's also uh, very clumsy and messy. You know, you would have thought, though, that they would have... So this this movie only had like a six million dollar budget, which is pretty small, even for like two thousand eight. I want to say, that's 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 a, for a Star Wars movie, Star Wars property. You're not spending a whole lot of money. Um, 
this was already done. You think they would have probably put more emphasis on at least getting Hayden Christensen. How how expensive could Hayden Christensen have been at that time? Certainly just, not as much as Sam Jackson. It's just redubbing, right? So yeah, I don't think that they saw any like moving power in adding the real voice of Anakin because he is in so many episodes. Changing the voice makes it a little weird, right? Mm. Dooku and Windu are in fewer episodes, so it's not as bad. Plus, I'm pretty sure Christopher Lee, while probably expensive, is just like down, right? Yeah. Like it seems when you look at his IMDb, it's like, okay, this dude, you just call him up and offer him money and he does the job. Sam Jackson, on the other hand, is a constant marketer. That dude is a mark, but that's what he's the brand, right? That's how he is. He's a Sam Jackson brand. So I don't think he would have missed that opportunity to be a part of it just on the fact that he can add the star power to it. Right. I bet you most of the budget is just him. Yeah. Like I said, they have a new orchestra come to recompose some stuff. They have a new director who uh, comes up with the um, exact like pace of where these scenes are going to be or whatever. But it is scenes, and the vast majority of it is from the show. They only made a few different scenes for it. Now, this is something that happens pretty frequently, I think, with animated features that wind up going to theaters. I know, I think it was Mask of the Phantasm, the animated Batman movie from 93, was supposed to be like a three-part episode of the animated series. And they were like, all right, well, actually, no, I think this is good on its own. Why don't we just rework the script into a feature-length film? And we'll put that out in theaters between Batman Returns and uh, Tim Burton hopping off of the franchise and us coming out with Batman Forever. And, uh, uh, you know, there's other instances of that. The Family Guy movie that came out uh, a couple years before this. Uh, I'm also just noting right now they did get Anthony Daniels back because how difficult is Anthony Daniels here? What else is he going to do <laughs> if he doesn't have a robot to play? Right. Um, yeah, it's uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I snuck into this movie, I think, after seeing Observe and Report or Hamlet 2. It was right around that time. And um what a drag. Those two are funny. Those two are... No, I actually like those two. Uh, yeah, no. Well, you liked Observer Report. Yeah. No, Hamlet I liked two Hamlet 2 on the rewatch. Two. Yeah, Hamlet 2. Did I not like it? We had nothing to say about Hamlet 2 when we did that show with Tim Stavers. Tim. We just focused on whatever the other... Oh, nobody with Bob Odenkirk. Oh, right. Which was so okay. 4 out of 10. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. It's watchable, but... Yeah. Um... Yeah, I did not remember any sort of uh, promotional campaign for this movie. They really undersold it uh, as far as like it being a Star Wars feature. But I'll tell you what, having watched this today, this was so much easier to get through than Attack of the Clones, and it wasn't even close. Now, granted, it's, it's a cartoon movie made for kids, right? But um, just the pacing of it and everything else that they had going on with it, even if it's like four episodes that are mashed together, uh, into a feature, it still probably works better as a movie than Attack of the Clones does. Yeah, I mean, it. Um, I still don't give a fuck about any of the characters. Like, that's a huge problem with this, mm -hmm. that um, Ashoka Kano, don't give a fuck about you at all. Uh, who's the Obi-Wan? Didn't give a fuck about him. Um, Anakin was terrible. Too. Uh, yeah. No, horrible. Um, I don't even remember seeing some of these people, actually. Samuel uh, Jackson, you got Doku, right? 
it's yeah right I mean, dooku's it, still in the dooku. mix yeah dookie it's uh, it's been a while since i saw it like i said i watched the special features of it i don't give a fuck right is kind of the thing it's just like it's unnecessary so yeah it's a little more tolerable but you're just sort of doing this thing like i'm here already so i'm watching it i'm not I'm not in pain from watching it. I'm not like bored out of my fucking mind, but you know, I really have fun. Yeah, it was it was very dull. I was I was expecting it to be a little more, especially if you if you're uh, putting a couple of episodes together, you would probably get the best parts. But again, um, the Anakin character is just terrible, and they somehow got someone that gave a worse performance, even though it was just his voice. Uh, so uh, every line, also the fact that it was G-rated, right? So every line, it's it's very corny and then badly delivered. Uh, and the animation looked like a Telltale game, like those Walking Dead games. I, uh, I did want to get your opinions on the animation in this movie because I remember watching it in the theater and thinking it was very stilted and they looked like uh, puppets. They were like looked like they were wooden sculptures or something. And I didn't really vibe with it. Uh, having rewatched it, maybe I've just gotten so used to like a certain standard of, uh, you know, what character designs look like. I didn't mind it so much. Um, it. Sorry, it looks like reboot. That's it. Looks like the TV show reboot. If you guys remember that, I can, uh, I can share a frame from it. Reboot was. Yeah, not great. Reboot was a fun show, but it looks like ass. And that's all I can think of while looking at moments of the Clone Wars. Is like this is this is the the spiritual successor to Reboot. I think the concept was cool, right? It was them getting into like old TV shows or something like that. What was it? No, it's Tron, right? It's the it's the plotline of Tron, the the under uh, underline of Tron where there's an actual world inside a computer that's like it and these guys are the megabits and megabytes and software Hans, is there an, an opening theme because i recall seeing this i have no memory of the show why don't we just take a look at the opening theme music or credits of a reboot you know, it's like this dude skateboarding and fucking the internet this is what happens 1994. The net. Yes, this looks exactly like Star Wars. I come from the net. From systems, people, and cities to this place. Mainframe. See? This looks exactly like Star Wars. It's a little, it's a little more clunky. It's about it. Look at those aliens. Was this around the time when that Donkey Kong animation came out? Look at that dude's yeah. jawline and look at any jawline in that fucking in Star. What what is it? It's not even called Star Wars uh the Clone Wars. It's called Star Clone Clone Wars Wars is the title of it. Hans, was this it? Can you look up real quick? Is it it is a Canadian production. Yeah. All Canadian animation has that type of look to it. Mm-hmm. That you're citing with the Donkey Kong show. Here we go. Hans is typing in Donkey Kong intro animated. Oh, we got an ad. Any aim, any aim, Ted. Any aim, Ted, actually. Shut up, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the one we got is terrible. Uh, re, 
retrojunk.com. Sure. It looks exactly like that. Holy <laughs> shit. You've never seen this here? No, I have. It's been 20 years. Damn, they really... Hold on. Can you back it up? They emphasized his ass, like, a great deal when he was sitting down on that dock. There. Yep. <laughs> He's got a dumper, dude. One of the animators got really horny that day. Got very H-word. More there. donkey ass. <laughs> Holy donkey. shit. More like Damn. donkey dunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, yeah, that's funny. It reminds me. You guys cannot tell me that looks too fucking different from fucking Star Clone Wars Wars. Well, this this is the only movie not released by Warner Brothers uh, prior to the Disney acquisition. Uh, do you guys feel like this is a seamless fit with those horrible prequels, or do you think that uh, it doesn't possess the same vibe? Even though Lucas is a producer on on this film, oh, it's a completely different vibe, right? Um, it is a PG or fucking PG thirteen. Um, like dialogue and character development with otherwise dark looking tones, like it, it, you know, fucking contrast out the ass. Oh my God, right a fucking lava pit. Uh, this is extremely dangerous. But then, you know, you just do a single front flip and it's like, huh, Ashoka, that's so cool that you did that. Like, you're like, okay, it was just, you know, for babies. But yeah. they, they have a, it's almost edgy in the way they present a lot of it. But it's like, not that's not how star wars is so right. and i don't mean edgy and as an adult would say edgy i mean like what adults think teens think is edgy yeah it doesn't match the actual content of the movie where you have like the job of the hut little mini job of the hut oh yeah just it, it's uh it's like it's just a silly children's film I don't know. Hans, what, what did you think about this? You've been very silent as far as all the Star Wars talk goes. Don't think I didn't notice it's you just... offered like three words of input on Attack of the Clones. What is, what is your what is your take on this Clone Wars? Well, movie? you fucking make me watch boring ass shit that I have nothing to say about. And I, I don't watch any behind the scenes stuff. So I'm just like, yeah, this looks bad and it was boring and it was for children. So that's that's Let it. me add, uh, worse, <laughs> better, or worse than Attack of the Clones? I think it's shorter, so better. Um, I, I can't say that I cared about anything that was happening. I, I uh, kept just drifting away from it and thinking about other things. Did you fall asleep during this movie? No, because no, I watched it in the afternoon. But if I had watched it at night, then yeah. <laughs> just nothing there. I don't know. Very... Uh, it not only looks like a like a cutscene from like a PlayStation Three game, but also the line delivery is very much like that too. Uh, before they figured out how to do that properly, mm -hmm. uh, and it's just I don't know. An Anakin is not a good character again to have it as a main uh, driving character of, of, of the movie, and this has him for about what 70 80 percent of the movie yeah do you think him? that this is maybe um maybe kind of evidence in the corner that anakin as a character before he becomes darth vader uh hinders whatever actor yeah is set to play him 
Well, maybe. Uh, I just think it's just like we know what he's going to become, right? Uh, so it, they just make him too whiny. And when he's good, he's not all good because, you know, he's Darth Vader. And then when he breaks a little bit, it's like, oh, here it comes. And then it never happens. So it's like a it's like a like a blind spot where this character exists where we know where he's going but we can't get there yet because you know what happens in in the third movie uh so he's kind of like in the middle of i'm supposed to be good but i'm not 100 good even though i'm a jedi and at the same time it's like oh but i'm also darth vader so one day you guys see that i'm not good so it's just like who cares you know it's right. very boring very you can't go anywhere because you already know where where the character ends up so it's it's uh odd for me that they chose him number one to drive that first trilogy uh because it's not a very interesting character to begin with and the, the dialogue they wrote for for it it's terrible but then also here um following him and and what's her name shushuka washuka ahsoka what is it? uh you, yeah. you know that's an interesting thing to note. I think, you know, when you're looking at prequels in general, there is that pitfall of, uh, well, everybody knows where this is going to go. And you take a look at something like Better Call Saul, and I think that they did a good enough job of keeping people in suspense because they set up alternative problems that didn't directly tie to what the end result was going to be, which has already been seen. These movies didn't really do that. Um, everything was just kind of um, more or less what you expected. It's like, all right, well, it's a man's decline into becoming the all-time great villain. And so you have to uh, bear witness to a lot of whininess, yeah. to a lot of uh, petulant behavior. And it's just very off-putting, especially coming from these two actors, Hayden Christensen and um, the Matt Lanter oh. voice actor in this film. Uh they don't really try to set out to create any interesting occurrences. It's all very down the line. All right, well, we have to have his conversion to the dark side. We have to have the fall of the Jedi. It's really those two. Th oh, and the death of Padme. Those are the three things. And there's not really an effort to um, set up alternative goals within these movies. Well, there, there's also the thing of, uh, so Saul Goodman is, wasn't a main character. He wasn't a main villain. He was a side character that was interesting because everything about his past was a mystery and it didn't really affect the main story that much if it was one way or another because he was a side character. With Darth Vader, you know what he is in those movies. You don't really know much about his past until, you know, he, the mask is removed and he has that little dialogue with Luke. But everything else is just a mysterious, creepy figure that kills people that disagree with him. And he's mean and the bad guy because he's black. The suit is black. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but then <laughs> what you show in these prequels from that character is not what you want to know from this creepy villain. Because then he's like, hey, we're going to have him as a child. And uh, he's like a cute little adventurous child that wants to become a driver. That doesn't fit at all with who it is, which I don't have an issue with. I, that's the, the movie that I enjoy the most in the, in the in trilogy. But then you turn him into this whiny teenager that doesn't know what he wants, but he thinks he's smarter than everyone. And then he becomes a whiny early 20-year-old or however old he was. 
there's not a lot that you can do to make it interesting because at the end what Darth Vader is is a figure it's not so it's not a villain that talks a lot it's not a villain that has a you know much of a backstory that you can do other than what happens to him after he gets all fucked up in the lava and whatever like I would be more interested in how he dealt with that than oh um we're gonna have two movies of them of him and Obi-Wan having very awkward friendship that doesn't feel like a friendship at any moment uh, and then we're supposed to care because they fight and then he almost dies, but he doesn't because he's Darth Vader. And it's just like, where can you go with that, you know, to make it interesting? It's very well, restrictive, I think. But th that's like the the issue with the the whole of the prequels is that, like you're saying, the focus on Anakin means that we have to get to a point where Darth Vader can exist. Yeah. Rather than if they focus on, say, Obi-Wan, right? Like that that's the, the core of the story is Obi-Wan. We don't have to meet Anakin ever. We can have Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn, um, you know, on, on fucking Tatooine or whatever fucking planet they're on. Uh, do something, do Jedi stuff, invest in a pod race, uh, fix the race a little bit. Um, Qui-Gon can die, right? Obi-Wan can go into the next movie fucking... God damn, my master died or whatever, fucking killed by the hands of this Darth Maul guy. That was insane. And then there can be a war. And then inside the fucking Clone War, right, instead of General Grievous, it can just be Darth Vader. A war has broken out between the Sith and the Jedi. The Sith have political power, and somehow they have this fucking killing monster, Darth Vader. And Obi-Wan has to fight Darth Vader, and then he loses. And then in the, in the third final movie... He's finally like, I'm going to fucking defeat this guy. I know exactly how to fucking fight him or whatever. And then he goes and like he cuts his arm off or something or stabs him in the chest. And it kills like, his wife. He kills his whole his whole family. He chokes a little baby dog or something like that. And like, he does something that has next to no effect. It's something that you would think a Jedi. Oh, nobody's going to survive that. It has next to no effect on Darth Vader. Doesn't destroy him. Doesn't hurt him. Barely even. He fucks off Obi-Wan Kenobi. The Republic takes over. Obi-Wan and Yoda go into hiding. You don't need to see a Jedi Council. You only know them as like, maybe there's two at a time. And then like this third one exists somewhere and that's Yoda. Holy shit. And then fucking boom. You're like, dude, I do that fucking guy. Uh, I trained with him. That happened way before you ever saw Star Wars. Don't worry about it. It's not important. The thing that you need to know, Luke Skywalker, is Darth Vader is bad. Boom, we're in the fucking A New Hope. There you go. Way better. You have an interesting character that goes through a bunch of shit through three fucking movies rather than effectively three different characters, two of which going through a basically the same thing mm -hmm. from different points, but to the same exact place. It's fucking boring. And then when yeah. they add the voice actor guy to it, I feel bad for this dude because he has to take Hayden Christensen. He doesn't get to play Darth Vader. He doesn't get to play Anakin. Yeah. He has to play Hayden Christensen, right? He can't have his own version of this character. He has to have Hayden Christensen's version, Hayden Christensen's version of the character, which is basically like, "Hey guys, I don't like being a Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> I would rather be a Sith right now." Okay, I'm a little horny like that, and he's just like, "All right, I guess that's the fucking role I gotta play." The dude doesn't have much to do, right? It's hard. yeah, it's, it's hard it, to make it, bricks out of mud. 
it's a lot of like you should respect me because I'm a Jedi to that Ashoka. I still can't say her name. Ashoka. Uh, and, and it's it's very oh oh no look at Darth Vader saying that to that little girl. He's bad guys. Instead, he fucking grabs her by the throat and shoves her up into the wall. He doesn't say anything. He just goes fucking eye to eye with her and he's squeezing her throat with his hands. The camera zooms in a little bit and he's not even touching her. He's just close to her throat, but her throat is constricted and she's still pushed back. And you're like, wait a minute, in three movies, that's going to be really important. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been so much better than anything that's in this very G. I mean, it wouldn't fit in this G rated animated no. children's feature. No, my but, part, but boy, you think howdy. my scene where he pulls her pants down and says, you're going to find out about the dark side today, bitch. You think that wouldn't fit in this film? I thought it was. No. <laughs> I think don't get snippy with me, little one. It works, <laughs> works a lot better than that. Uh, I had to go back and listen to that because I forgot what the specific line was. But that it's just it's supposed to be Darth Vader, and he's like, "Oh, you rascal! Don't right. say that to me because I am Darth Vader." It's like this. Well, I don't. Sucks. <laughs> Why did they think that? And obviously. I'm way older than the market and maybe not then. Right. I was like 20 when the movie came out or so, uh, you know, maybe, maybe they thought back, like the thing that everybody really liked about the previous movies was the, the Padawan and master relationship. No, fuck you. That's like the worst part. That is, mm -hmm. I don't want to see that at all. I would much rather see princess Amidala just be like, and the Senate, should not be allowed to do this than hear any more about Jedi rituals or any of that shit. It's so fucking lame. It's so boring. It doesn't work at all, too, because, again, it's the... They can't go far enough into uh, Anakin being evil or having these thoughts, right, and actually doing anything with them because you can't get that much ahead, right? The fight hasn't happened yet. Right, but then right. you also have Obi-Wan, who at all times, he's like, well, that's not what Jedis do. And then he's like, I'm mad. He's like, well, you're not supposed to be mad because Jedis don't get mad. Or, you know, I am have whatever. He doesn't say he has feelings, but, you know, implying something with the, the queen. And, and then Obi-Wan has to be like, well, that's not allowed. And it's like, how is this enjoyable? How is that interaction between those two characters? It sucks. And, and on, you know, on, on the note, returning to the fact that this is already episodes that have been more or less rendered, they've been written, they've been voice acted, and it's just being compiled together as a feature. You don't have that sort of narrative timeline flexibility where you can jump ahead if you want and try and fill in gaps by uh, going with a nonlinear approach. You're working with something that was intended for like a 12 episode season. Now, Jerry, d did you see any of this version of this? I know there was the animated... Uh, who did Samurai Jack? Oh, the, uh, fuck. Gandhi uh, Tartakovsky? Yeah, he did a yeah. uh, 2D animation one that was very popular on Cartoon Network. Obviously, this isn't it, even though it has the same name. I um, just watched that. <laughs> how How is the series uh, that unfolded from this? So what I always said about Clone Wars series is the first two seasons have some interesting stuff in there. You have to deal with all of the bullshit, right? Um, all of the the like i said fucking pseudo samurai rituals that go on yeah that fucking one that's actually good as fuck that is actually good as fuck um very violent you know what i mean like yeah they make people explode when they get hit but it's still very violent um that mace windy looks cool as fuck 
but you still have to deal with a lot of the bullshit like the star wars bullshit that sucks um but you you do get some interesting adventures with anakin and obi-wan you do get some cool planet exploration you get the build-up to anakin having a padawan or whatever it breaks a lot of continuity and doesn't make a whole lot of fucking sense but it happens right and it's like okay this is tolerable there's some shit that's fucking absolutely rad. Uh, there's this like sniper dude that they fight, this old West sniper dude. Uh, that's fucking cool. I would, you know, whenever the Mandalorian, the first season of Mandalorian, I remember I said here, what's mm-hmm. cool about it is it's Star Wars in the Wild West, right? And that was like one of the coolest things in that particular arc that happens in that show. But by seasons three, four, I think it went to six seasons or something like that. It's just like, what? How, how long was this period? in the middle of the movie because that's it's in the middle of the movie yeah like the the end of the movie hasn't happened yet but the beginning has how long was this seven years what the fuck and yeah it, and they they wound up bringing it back as well i think for like two send-off seasons there was there was one that went to netflix that i think was a bunch of unfinished animation that uh they put together into like a smaller run series and then they brought it back in a real way to like give it a, a proper send off in 2020, I want to say. And then that spawned, I think it's called the bad batch, which you had mentioned uh, before on a, either on a previous show or on um, yeah, on a previous show. And that's like the new thing now, I guess, as far as the animation division goes of star Wars. There's the rebels also that mm-hmm. I don't think anybody liked that happened. Um, was that the anime? I don't think it's an anime. Uh, I could probably find it. I know that one has like a style in in like Japanese animation, but it might be like 3D or uh, I don't know. I, I haven't seen any of this for the record. No, Rebels just looks like Clone Wars, but worse. Hmm. Like, you know, those really bricky beards that they have. Yeah. It's just that, but like way worse. Cute droid. Uh, girl with short hair. Um, probably. And do you have... My yeah. guess is ug- ugly alien. Yeah, right there in the middle. My guess is ugly alien, but he's super smart and proper. I don't like this animation style as much as what we got in this pretty bad Clone Wars movie. There's something a little too soft about uh, how the. I mean, they're look. They're not all that detailed in the Clone Wars animated feature, but it's like they reduced even that for this. That looks like, hold on, this guy with the cross lightsaber here, uh, that looks a whole lot like Reboot, to me anyway. Yeah, yeah. But done in the style of, like, ants. Yeah. He's got an ant-style face. He does have an ant-style face. Actually, they all kind of have that that same jawline as as Sylvester Stallone's ant does in that movie. Mm -hmm. Not going to talk shit about ants, right? Actual Kino. Classic Woody Allen feature. Legitimate, verified, valid film uh the shitty lightsabers i think (sighs) dude clone wars you will get your fucking fill of shitty lightsabers god damn hans have you seen any of the animated properties around this because it was very popular on cartoon network back in the day all the all the star wars uh adjacent spinoffs uh during that whole peak era of cartoon network 
No, I remember the Tartakovsky one just because I really like his animation style. But I think it was shorts, right? It was like five minutes shorts. It wasn't. Mm. It wasn't uh, longer than that. I just found one called uh, Resistance. I think that's the newest animation, maybe, and it looks worse. Oh God! Now that looks like a Telltale game. <laughs> What? Yeah. Oh, uh, all right. oh my God! Golden stormtroopers. Oh, dude, that's one thing. I'm not gonna like. I'm not, I'm not not gonna get heated about broken continuity in Star Wars fucking lore. I don't really give a fuck. But they have in this fucking uh, Clone Wars film stormtroopers that wear camouflage, like urban camouflage. Why? Why the fuck do you care? They're actual clones made to be killed in battle and replaced by somebody exactly the same as you why the fuck am i the imperial leader giving out fucking you know what we need to color cord these guys these guys might fight in urban territory i want to hide them as much your battleship is a third the size of the planet and can be seen on the ground when it's still thousands of miles in space motherfucker your stormtroopers don't fucking need camouflage. They just do stuff. Like, they're like, well, you know this in real life. I'm going to put it in my Star Wars film. Dude, it, it looks stupid. What are you doing? Well, this movie shit, too. I didn't, I mean, look. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much we could really say about this Clone Wars. I mean, it's only like 70 minutes. It's pretty harmless as far as a bad movie goes. Um, no, finish it with the important part that the guy that directed this also made episodes of King of the Hill, also made episodes of Kim Possible, also made episodes of the whole first season of Avatar, The Last Airbender, which the people that have watched it will all tell you that's the good season. And if my friend Matt happens to be listening, it is a good season and you were great in it. And I don't hate it. Me? That's the dude. Yeah, Filoni. This Dave is Robert Filoni. Rodriguez? That's Robert Rodriguez there? On the set of Space Kids or Spy Kids? Sp Space Kids would be the good uh, Netflix reboot. Did you see that they're redoing Spy Kids now? I think he might be helming it himself or his son might be. You know how they got this Filoni guy? Is they called him and asked him to do it. You know what he says his reason of doing it is? He was a big fan of a side character that you see for two seconds in one of the early or one of the prequels, like the first prequel. I think it was like Clip Gong or some shit like that. He's like, I was a big fan of that character, and I dressed up as a, a Jedi for Halloween one time. So I'm like really into the property. Big, I'm a big Star Wars fan. It's like well, every is, one of us did that at some point. This that character savior, right? was Joey Fatone. The <laughs> <laughs> this is what people think is the savior of the franchise, right? Because he's doing it for the fans, just like uh, John Favreau. It's like John Favreau is a Disney like employee. <laughs> he's a Disney employee <laughs> right. that's making what uh, Lion King movies and Jungle Book movies. And you really think like this franchise right. that was never about the fans. It was all about making money. It's going the Jungle Book back. has always been about the fans, Hans. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think, look, I think this would have been, uh, people often cite this as like the worst theatrical release of Star Wars. Uh, it was a dud at the box office. I think it only made like 50 or $60 million. They were banking on it, making over $200 million at the time, even though they had such a small marketing campaign. I do think that uh, if if you were to like critically 
analyze the first if the, this had gone into just clone wars as part of the season and were the opening three or four episodes diced up as they were originally intended uh people probably wouldn't have thought twice about it but as a feature it just doesn't doesn't mesh really well um i don't know i i still think it flows better than uh attack of the clones and i've yet to revisit Re Re revenge of the sith excuse me uh, which, according to you, Hans, is somehow worse than the other two. Where would you put this one in the general trilogy of those prequel films? Oh, second? Because it's shorter? <laughs> Just for that reason alone? Um, yeah, I thought both episode two and three were very similar when it comes to how boring and ugly they are, too. <laughs> uh, Think that was a terrible decision that George Lucas made with all those green screens that just you know 20 years later it's like you can really tell mm -hmm. uh how how bad everything is but i guess yeah just because it's short um again the first the first one is the one that i enjoyed the most because it's fun at least you know it's a kids movie and that's what star wars should be right not some type of like attempt at the brody story adult or whatever it's just space movie make it fun you know th this falls into a like a niche category of film that was i guess more popular in any other era uh or or in this era than any other era which is the spin-off mid sequel to a famous trilogy so you had this movie you had the animatrix you had Bath batman gotham knight always falling between the second and third films. Uh, or maybe, uh, was Animatrix, I think, maybe the first and second film? I don't know. This was a very popular phenomenon at the time, which is, we only have three movies. We agree agreed for the, uh, uh, the creative integrity of the director to do three movies. It's not going to be a nine-part franchise, 12-part franchise, even though it is. Um, let's, do, let's do a little kind of canon one-off small sequel that very few people will even be aware of uh and as far as those three movies go i think this is definitely uh the least palatable yeah you know i i would say like um unnecessary and boring definitely better than um attack of the clones right but like i, I think for anything that isn't those six movies from Star Wars, the only interesting stuff I've seen or participated in consuming has been from the video game realm. I don't think that there's much in that timeline for filmmakers to do with those characters that can be interesting because of how boring they were made in the films. And it's like, I don't think it's ever going to be a good idea to make a series or a movie from inside the middle of a timeline like something that, that's with the main characters lord of the rings if you did a this is what some other people were doing during you know the war of the kings or whatever the fuck okay cool but if you're like but also bilbo during the hobbit went over here and like he played dice with a different guy that didn't wasn't important to anybody but we like did that here um, and I remember he was best friends with Cody, the elf, 
but only for like five minutes in this one episode, and he's not mentioned in, in Return of the King. That would be shit. It would be ass. And that's what they did. On paper, it's a bad idea. <laughs> and then in execution, you're like, this is... I don't. I didn't like what led to this, and I don't like this. Well, we got one more, guys. We got one uh, more episode. How, how exciting is that? Now, Hans, you uh, were just so excited you decided to skip ahead. Yeah. So I guess we should probably, since your memory is horrible and you almost asked if we were doing uh, Phantom Menace again, yeah. <laughs> just the last time we were supposed to record this episode, but found ourselves so bored, too bored to sit down and do it. So we watched a Rosie O'Donnell TV movie. Um, I guess you guys want to record that next one soon? Yeah. All right. We'll just get it done and over with, like pulling off a Band-Aid. All right. Are, are there any other uh, comments on this Clone Wars feature from 2008? Yeah, uh, well, look. Well, okay. Um, you know, I fucked the shit of Rosario Dawson. I don't really care what she looks like. <laughs> I concur. Uh, I uh, I think you should watch the Tartakosi animated ones because they're shorter and... Actually I think you should watch Clerks 3 this week, Jerry. She's in that. Yeah. I don't know. Let's start with Clerks 2. And then... We're going to do an episode. Let's of do Clerks the Clerks 3. trilogy and then the Clerks animated series that uh, takes place between dude, the Clerks, Clerks 1 and 2. The Clerks animated series was good, though. The it Clerks was good. Animated, yeah, it was good. It was like six episodes only, right? Mm -hmm. Something like I remember that. Uh, they would show it and like Mission Hill, like back to back, back in the day. And I always liked those two shows. I think they shot more than six or there were there were there were like eight or so. And then either they weren't completed or never made it to air because ABC yanked it and it might have gotten put on like UPN or something after that. I feel like it got dumped on some other network and that's where other episodes popped up. Hell yeah, UPN, dog. Classic shout UPN. Out. Shout uh, out what... to the black audience. You guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> What did they have for animation? I remember the PJs. PJs was a popular show on UPN. Uh, wasn't uh, uh, Codename Kids Next Door? Wasn't that a UPN show? Fuck. No, that was Cartoon wasn't. Network too. Uh, I think that might have been the same animation uh, studio or something as the, the Clone Wars. No way, really? Not this one, but the the two uh, D yeah, animation. Yeah, one. yeah. Dilbert. Um, oh Dilbert. yeah, the Jumanji one. Home movies. I watched Dilbert. Hold on, whole oh, movies, movies was, was on UPN. Apparently, and then he yeah, moved to went, Adult Swim. Yeah, oh, that's wow. where it started in Squiggle Vision, right? Like they used to, they made that whole first season in Squiggle Vision. You guys remember that shit? Yeah, like um, Doctor Katz. That died so fast, dude. It was yeah, like it was... not popular at all. <laughs> <laughs> it was very jarring. Home movies Everybody is so funny. Home movies rule. Uh, yeah, just go watch home movies yeah. is really the takeaway of this show. It's a much better uh, piece of animation. All right. I'm not going to have us drag this out to be like a full <laughs> hour. It doesn't really deserve Brendan it. Brendan Small, give us money. What is he up to t these days? He's got to be up to something cool, right? He, he doesn't do not cool stuff. Let's see. Remember he invented a band and then went on tour as that band and yeah. the band was actually good as fuck. I don't uh, remember. I never kept that with Brendan Small outside of yeah. whole movies. Me Metal Ocalypse. He, he, so Brendan Small went to school for music theory, but then translated that into just doing fucking brutal ass metal, created Death Clock so that he could have the band Metal Ocalypse, and then just hired studio mu musicians to fill out the rest of it. 
actually fucking great. Uh, John Benjamin has the van. That was a good show. That was a live action show for yeah. Dallas Swim, wasn't it? What is yeah, John yeah. Benjamin up to? He's I always enjoyed him. What? He still does Bob's Burgers and shit, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, he's yeah, like he's Bob. He's like the hardest working voice actor in fucking television. He has like full seasons of Archer and Bob's Burger at the same time. They just did a movie this year that I watched like the first fifteen or twenty minutes of, having not seen any of Bob's Burgers, <laughs> and it was just right. an animated musical, and it was a little off-putting to me. I it's like it a off. I know we're running this long. There's a bunch of people at Bob's Burger that I actually like individually that I cannot stand in that show for some reason. H. John Benjamin is one of those guys. I like H. H. John Benjamin. Great fucking voice actor. Don't really like Bob's Burgers. Uh, Kristen Shaw. I like Kristen Shaw. Just about everything she does until we get to Bob's Burgers. I just can't take it. <laughs> uh, all right, Hans, do you have any closing comments on, on this Clone Wars movie? No. It's not. Okay. It's, it's not. No. All right. Just, I guess. I guess this is this is going to count as an episode. <laughs> <laughs> Again, the thumbnail art has already been done. So according to IMDb or wherever, this is a full episode. Maybe I mean, it I is. Maybe we did it. like forty I minutes or something. About it. Yeah. This is not the worst that could have come of the Clone Wars movie. I feel like we did it just enough of a service. Yeah. All right. All right. That has been movies for this week. Uh, join us for Revenge of the Sith to close out the entire prequel era of Star Wars. <laughs>